Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated, non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Cold Facts or Hot Takes. In this podcast, we will discuss pop culture, conspiracy theories, and the cases around them. Today, we're talking about how birds aren't real, flat earth, and the hollow moon. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. I'm Amy McFarlane, here with my co-host, Kayla Mayer. Woo! This is our last in-person episode for a while. Mm-hmm. We wipe down all the equipment. Yep, we aren't touching our faces. Uh, Hand sanitizer. Yep, we're sitting a little close, but we have to, so. Yeah, not much we can do about not that. Not much we can do about that, but it'd be like that is. sometimes. Yeah, we got the Iowa germs. Yeah, we got the Iowa germs, <laughs> totally. Okay, well, just for this like lighthearted episode, I guess, we just want to talk about something goofy, conspiracy theories that when most people think of conspiracy theories these have come to mind and that's birds how birds aren't real flat earth and of course the hollow moon and i guess what the moon is the moon landing mm-hmm. so we're gonna be talking all about all of that and i guess we can just jump right in so kayla do you want to start with how birds aren't real yeah so this one's actually like pretty well thought out the people behind it have their own website and everything they have merch if yeah it's really you want to get some merch um so it's been pretty active since 1976 um at first it was more of a animals rights cause um but from the website it says unfortunately their efforts were unsuccessful And the government has since replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. So now they're just trying to raise awareness of how birds are not real. (laughs) I just, I saw a really funny meme the other day and it was like, the, this virus isn't real. Everyone's just, the government wants everyone inside just so they can recharge the bird's batteries. (laughs) And I was like, good God. (laughs) It was so funny to see that. It's just, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this really kind of started from, like, communist fear, I guess. Like, in the 1950s with the Cold War and the Red Scare. And, like, for our viewers that, our listeners, excuse me, that don't really know what the Cold War is, it was a political and ideological struggle between us um, with the Soviet Union. And there's always, like, a threat of nuclear war and then the red scare is no one knew who was a communist and who wasn't so people just like got really freaked out and so the cia like the idea behind this is that the cia created a a broader system to track suspected communists and they apparently created these birds supposedly yep (laughs) <laughs> yep they but i mean what what better way to spy on your people than it's literally hunger games i mean no one would ever know yeah it's just and they have access to 
a lot of areas the birds are pretty small you know then they can mm-hmm. fly around wherever they want yep or they're controlled like drones from the government yeah don't trust pigeons. don't trust birds yeah but we have some you know like the real fears really started when people started getting arrested And so Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were arrested and convicted of espionage against the United States, accused of spying on behalf of the Soviet Union. And this is like the first like highly publicized event gave the government a small window to implement a new program that would place the first CCTV surveillance cameras in areas with a high Russian immigrant concentration. And so this is like where our first like 24 hour surveillance really started was in the 50s because of the um red scare yeah and then um in 1953 alan doles became um the director of the central intelligence agency um so with this plan he like implemented these cameras um and he wanted to put them in places that would be really hard to detect um and then three years later he met Mm. with president eisenhower and proposed putting cameras in the sky. This is all this information is from the Birds Aren't Real website. So, um, so take this with a grain of salt. Yes, and we'll have it linked. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Eisenhower approved of putting cameras in the sky. And in May 1956, they killed all the birds in America and replaced them with flying cameras. And they called them flying slugs and the scum of the skies. Um, and referring to like real birds. Yeah. They, so <laughs> why they targeted birds is because they hated them so yeah, much. They had so a funny. personal vendetta against birds. Because they'd poop on their cars at the parking lot of Which, the CIA. Pigeons, annoying. Gross, but you know what? Oh, well, but I just think it's funny that they think it was a personal vendetta from the cia against birds but doles and his team wanted to create the greatest surveillance ever imagined and with the capability excuse me of tracking someone on foot in a vehicle or even in their personal home that's difficult and i mean they still do it but apparently they took 12 billion birds between 1959 and 1971 and ordered bomb bombers and filled them with poison specific to birds so they dropped chemicals yeah so humans would be unaffected but it wiped out all the birds so that they could replace them with robots yep which just another conspiracy theory the government already controls us by the pesticides and everything they're spraying on us at all times chemtrails chemtrails and that's for another episode (laughs) and we'll get there later (laughs) put a put a bookmark on that we'll come back to that (laughs) hold on to that thought um so this operation was so top secret that only the cia knew about it so after eisenhower um presidents weren't really aware of it so we get to president jfk and he didn't know supposedly until october 1963 when he overheard a phone call um on cia's internal communications um with dolls so this ties into 
JFK's assassination. What a coinky dink that he died a month later. Interesting. So, and that's again another theory we will talk about. Yeah, hopefully in the near future because this one, his, I would say that's like the birthplace of all conspiracy theories is the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. Just because it's all so shady. Yeah, and especially considering like they would have just been coming out of the Cold War. It would have been around it that was same still time. Very happening. Yeah, at that time. But again, with the Cold War, it's important to remember that it wasn't a military war. It was a diplomatic war mm-hmm. on the brink of a military war. But that's why every like everything was so much more strange. Yeah, tensions were so high. Everyone. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of what's happening today. Just like mm-hmm. everyone. We're all on edge of just waiting for the ball to drop. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, it's it's really interesting. But so it's and history will always repeat itself. Facts. Facts. Cold facts. Hot, hot takes. <laughs> but getting back into this, you know, this whole birds aren't real theory is really out there, but I really like it. I think it's really funny. Because like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, Hunger Games. Literally they had the, the mocking jays, like my like twelve year old self is quaking thinking about that. Do 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 I hate that. I used to be so scared of that sound. I didn't like it. It is kind of it's eerie. It's, yeah, it sends a shiver down your I got, spine. I literally got chills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess on that note, let's move on to the next conspiracy theory, I guess, which is everyone's favorite. Flat Earth. Flat Earth. And if you want to do just netherworld quarantined, I think this is a really fun one to do some self-research about. Is There are hours on hours on hours of YouTube videos from people who actually have some pretty good like scientific evidence of this please which just blows my mind but it's youtube yeah and there's youtube university we'll talk about this a little bit later but there's some experiments too that you can do yourself to Mm -hmm. test this theory yeah no stuff's crazy but i guess we'll just kick off and say it was like this idea was kind of really put into play by samuel shenton in 1956 because he based his theory on common sense and personal observation. So, so, so scientific. Yep. He called the scientific evidence for the modern globe shaped earth dogmatic and <laughs> meant that scientists were making this claim without adequate evidence. Um, so then when, like, after the moon landings and stuff, when people showed him pictures of the Earth that were taken by the satellites. Professionals. Yeah. He claimed the photos were fake. As you do. Which, I mean, honestly, like, photo fabrication is a big deal. But, come on, dude. God. But, so, his theory, his claims, excuse me, are... Is that the Earth is a disk, the Arctic Circle in the center, and Ar- and Antarctica, or like they're both in the middle, 
and then a 150-foot-tall wall of ice around the outside rim. I can't even visualize that. Yeah, so... Well, I, like, couldn't visualize it at first, but I think... So, like, the North Pole of the Earth is the center of this, like, frisbee-shaped disc. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite side, the South Pole, so Antarctica, is on the outside. It's the rim. And then, like, the the other six continents are just around in the middle. Okay, I am looking on Google right now. And... Yeah, so that's exactly how Kayla just explained it. The Antarctica is like the outside circle, and then the ins like the very most inside circle is the Arctic Circle. Yes, because that is like the North Pole, and then the South Pole doesn't exist. It is just an outer circle of cold ice. Yep, and then. The continents are how we see them on the globe, essentially, still. Just kind of spread out. But there's a lot more distance between um, Asia and the Americas. So it's, like, a greater distance. It's it's making me uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> so let's get back to this. But it's so weird to think about that but whoever thought of that kind of a genius is that takes like a lot of like thought to go into and everything so it's cool yeah yeah so on the outside of this disc there's as may said a 150 foot tall wall of ice but this ice wall is guarded by nasa employees Mm -hmm. to prevent people from climbing over and falling off the disc and finding out that they've been lied to their entire lives. Yeah. The, the lie is... The jig is up. The jig is up. We see right through you, NASA. Come on. <laughs> CIA, NASA, you got nothing on us. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, here is their explanation for, like, day and night. The sun and moon are spheres measuring 32 miles or 51 kilometers that move in circles 3,000 miles above the plane of the earth stars they say move in a plane just above that like spotlights these celestial spheres illuminate different portions of the planet in a 24-hour cycle flat earthers believe that there must also be an invisible anti-moon that obscures the moon during lunar eclipses so they're saying that the sun and the moon can't cover each other but that they're both there they acknowledge the presence of these planets yes. but they do not consider us a planet <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know what they said about the other planets either. yeah i haven't i'm seen sure anything. i'm sure it's on the website there's a website there's so many supporters of this theory there's people full-heartedly believe in this please do some of your own research it's so I, funny it's worth it it's worth it it's a really good you, but time kill you may be converted yeah warning warning like reading this stuff i just want to like get invested in it more 
but the Flat Earth Society subscribes to a difference between believing and knowing. And this is, quote, if you don't know something and cannot understand it by first principles, then you shouldn't believe it. We must, at the very least, know exactly how conclusions were made about the world and the strengths and weaknesses behind those deductions. Flat Earth Society emphasizes the demonstration and explanation of knowledge, end quote. Well, then I don't believe in any of this. I don't understand it. (laughs) They got me out the disc. Yeah, I just, I'm so confused by the whole disc thing. I'm not worthy to be a flat earther. Yeah, I guess I don't have any knowledge, but it's okay with me (laughs) for this. But I think that's a pretty solid, like, um, what's the word? Mission statement? Yeah. (laughs) All for the common good. gosh i think it's a like pretty solid and um i mean it's not like that far-fetched of a statement you know like if you don't know something you cannot understand it by first principles then you shouldn't believe it like i think that's a pretty like fair yeah like i don't have a comeback for that yeah i don't know what to say to that but you can't apply it to everything like i don't know math but I know math is real for the most part. Now I'm thinking about it and I don't know. We'll bookmark that one. We'll, That's a later episode. We'll back to that. <laughs> is math real? Is math real? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going with, like, their myth- mission statement, they say that the truth can actually be seen through experiments that anyone can do at home. Aw. So we've included some examples. Woo. So if you... First, if you approach a large body of water and hold up a ruler to the horizon, it's flat all the way across. What pond, lake, sea have you ever seen where the surface of its waters curves? Bumpa! Flat earth. (laughs) Second, if the earth were really a sphere that an airplane flying above it would need to constantly adjust its nose downward to avoid flying straight into space. If you flew this plane, or if you flew on a plane and, like, put it... Had, like, a construction level yeah, on it, like, with the thing with the little bubbles in it. Mm-hmm. If you put, like, one of those levels on your tray table, the level should reveal a slight downward inclination since you'd be correcting for the earth's sphere if the world was curved yes but since it doesn't the level is level that means the flight is level the nose of the plane is level Mm -hmm. therefore the earth is level i actually think that one's really solid it makes sense (laughs) it just (laughs) I just hate it. See, but it makes this so is, much sense. This is what I mean. You will be converted. Yeah, it's they have some really interesting like people like have died for this. Yeah. Uh recently yeah, so in fact. A guy like should we just skip to that? Yeah. A guy let's go. um like he like made his own rocket ship. I can't I'm blanking on his name, but Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. <laughs> and he made his own um, rocket ship, and it exploded this past February. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm, like, shocked by that. I heard about that on a different podcast. 
but it's just like he was gonna go up and um you know take pictures of the flat earth but in 2002 he landed a 130 103 foot jump in a lincoln town car stretch limo like what and got a guinness world record for that yeah and he was gonna um i don't really understand this like he gained enough publicity and funding to create the raccoon which is a half rocket half balloon and float up as high as the balloon will go and then fly the rocket to carmen line which i guess is the 62 mile high barrier between atmosphere and space and film the whole thing to prove disprove the theory of the flat earth but like we just said he died before bringing his dream to fruition um parachute on rocket tore off shortly after takeoff three other parachutes never deployed and he crashed he was 64 years old so he's been doing this for almost two decades and i commend him for that Mm -hmm. he was committed to it yeah no it's it's too bad that he died it's very upsetting but i think it's really interesting how he had um really put like that much like science into it because he did make a rocket yeah he wanted to make a raccoon (laughs) i hate that name but i can't believe he did it which is so crazy to me but good for him and like good for the community for like sticking with it i think it's so interesting this whole group is it's wild but why we they call us globers but so we're gonna name some of the reasons why we quote-unquote globers believe earth is a sphere so you know simply because the ancient greeks said so um pythagoras said if the moon is round the earth must be two and aristotle said as you move north or south from the equator you see a changing array of stars and constellations which i think is the most convincing one because like they do change you know the northern hemisphere has different stars than the southern hemisphere which that different parts of the year excuse me but i think that's a very solid reasoning and that's like a simple one that's one you can do at home also so Mm -hmm. yeah and um more recently in science um we've noticed that solar noon which Mm -hmm. is the point in the day when the sun is the highest it doesn't happen everywhere on earth at the same time which is the reason why time zones were invented to address this um so frustrating (laughs) time zones are so confusing yeah um and then also um when you climb higher in elevation the farther Mm -hmm. into the horizon you can see so if the earth were flat we'd see an equal distance no matter where we were um regardless of altitude Mm -hmm. but like the space travel conspiracy conspiracy excuse me is that believe that nasa's job is to fake space travel and convince everyone that it's real just to enforce america's dominance of space like that our flag stays there and stuff but earth is portrayed as round because nasa thinks it's round images from space were photoshopped televised rocket launches flat earthers say they're fake fake but 
And their reasoning is, notice how the camera angle quickly shifts from a ground-up shot of one supposedly on the rocket itself looking back toward Earth, and all of those alleged images of around Earth were photoshopped. Um, we're also told not to believe in gravity. The Earth disk accelerates upward at 32 feet per second squared, driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. Yeah, Einstein. <laughs> Back off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Science, <laughs> not real. Not real. Because I don't understand it. <laughs> so it's not real. Same with math. Same with math. But so it's a dis- there's a disagreement in the community about whether or not Einstein's theory of relativity permits Earth to accelerate upward indefinitely without the planet eventually surpassing the speed of light. And Einstein law. Einstein's laws apparently still hold this alternate version of reality. So, like, if they... So, like, they still credit Einstein. Yes, they they acknowledge that his work is correct, but question it. Yeah, they're, like, trying to fit it into their They're, like, really good of improv the world. people. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> but... My favorite thing about this is Kyrie Irving, um, the famous basketball player, is a flat earther. He is a flat earther. And he literally plays basketball. He holds a sphere in his hands almost at all times. <laughs> I'm confused. But he did some odd, something odd recently declaring himself that, that he's a flat earther and that the earth is flat. He came on the podcast Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. Um, moments later, the topic turns to the shape of the Earth, and Irving declares in an earnest tone, The Earth is flat. Uh, ah, come on, dude. <laughs> You're better than this. But, oh well. The Earth is flat. The Earth is flat. The moon is hollow. The moon is hollow let's get on to that one because this one's really interesting this one i researching this i went down a spiral yeah this one gets wild yeah so it starts in 1970 two soviet astronomers created this theory that a hollow moon was put in place by a highly advanced extraterrestrial race they made this theory based on observable anomalies in the Mm -hmm. moon and claimed that it had even been inhabited internally for years. Dun-dun. So, what they based this theory on. So, around this time, the Apollo missions were in full swing. The NASA astronauts placed um, seismic recording devices on the surface of the moon um, so that they could track artificial and natural moon quakes Um, The equipment recorded all sorts of activity, meteorite strikes, man-made explosions, and even crash landings of Apollo rockets to kind of, like, test the equipment. Mm -hmm. Even the sun's heat could create seismic activity when it caused the moon to thaw on a daily basis. And it's important to remember that the moon is a rock, and rocks do, like, move on their own. It's like... Not move on their own, but it shift and crack and it's like ice. Ice is a better example mm-hmm. because like ice like makes sound. Like if you're like just listening, 
it like shifts and cracks and yeah Mm -hmm. so that's what this equipment was picking up on yeah so very natural Mm -hmm. um the astronauts that placed the devices um they were given a series of what's called Apollo Lunar Surface Experiment Packages, ALSEPs, to set up these seismographs and create seismic activity, um, so man-made, not natural, um, which could range from shotgun-like charges to, like, multiple grenades, like the sounds that they'd get. And they found that the moon rang like a bell. Which is really weird. Yeah, so um, where they'd get some of these readings is, like, once they intentionally crash-landed mm-hmm. Apollo 12, um, as well as another rocket and set off explosive force that is equivalent to nearly 12 tons of TNT. And when they did that, it rang like a gong. Mm-hmm. So from listening to the recording devices, they discovered... Like, the moon reverberated, sometimes for hours at a time. Um, And NASA explains this by saying the moon's density was significantly less than the Earth's. So let's compare this. So this moon is a little more than one quarter the size of the Earth. And no other planet in our solar system has a moon as proportionately big as ours. We have the largest. Right? Yeah. And so the moon is 2,100 miles in diameter. Earth is 8,000 mile diameter, roughly a quarter of the size. Yeah. So the moon's like roughly a quarter of the size of the Earth, which is, as May said before, a large Mm -hmm. proportion compared to other planets and their moons. Yeah. And the mass is only 1.2% of Earth's, and the volume is only 2% of Earth's. And this is all from NASA. So they are acknowledging that it weighs a lot less than the Earth does. Yeah, and especially, like, considering what it is proportionately. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's a quarter of the size of the Earth, but its weight is 1% of the Earth's. Yeah, it's really weird. So it... It's, like, hard to even, like, process that information just because... I literally just have always thought of it as, like, a rock that's out there. But this is a very light rock. Mm-hmm. It's a hollow rock. <laughs> it is a hollow rock. <laughs> so after those tests NASA from NASA, um, the moon and Earth have similar compositions, but the moon is significantly less dense, and that's, you know, a statement. And it's made of minerals that apparently should have been easy to drill into because the Apollo astronauts first landed on the moon. They had difficulty drilling into the surface of the craters. So they, like, should have been able to do it, but they weren't, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But the craters, um, it is believed that they resulted from meteorite and asteroid impacts, meaning that there should be a certain pro- proportion between their depth and width. Instead, many wider craters had similar depths to significantly narrower craters shouldn't have a uniform depth impact craters still follow a curvature of the moon astronauts barely cut through the surface and discovered processed metals like brass mica and pure titanium and when i say processed metals we mean um they go undergo different processes to change them from their natural elements 
not necessarily man-made because this can happen from heat exposure and pressure, um, all that kind of thing. But it's just really interesting that they were quote-unquote processed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they thought that it was made of like basalt, um, but if it was made of these metals, it wouldn't ring. Mm-hmm. And it's, however, its density isn't large enough to be made out of heavier metals. Um, and they say that it's low levels of water in the crust. Yeah. Um, which again is interesting because like there is still like moisture. But to get into like one of like the more interesting legends about the moon in general is this is a Zulu legend that the hollow moon was placed by two brothers with scaly fish-like skin. Um, they stole the moon from a fire dragon and brought it to earth and emptied it out the egg-like satellite of its quote-unquote yolk, then placed it in orbit around the earth. Yeah, so, so this I, idea of a hollow moon has been around before. A long time. Yeah. But, um... So this is, like, another interesting little fact. We just wanted to throw that legend in just to show, like, the time that this idea has been around. But one LSEP detected a cloud of water vapor on the moon. And 40 years later, NASA reported presence of water and rock samples brought back from early missions. And So it took them... It took them 40 years, basically, to reveal that information. Yeah. Um, which is a bit sus, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Which they noticed that because of... But they know, knew the water was there when they did the um, initial sound recordings. Mm-hmm. Because of the water levels in the crust of the moon. But... So the water had twice the levels of deuterium isotope compared to water found on Earth. And NASA also said there was a reason to believe that there are 6 million tons of water trapped in the craters on the moon. Found They found ice trapped in the North Pole of the moon. And so if there's water, that means there's more um, chance that people could live there. There's life. There's life. Aliens. Aliens! <laughs> But, you know, at the original discovery of water vapor, NASA claimed that it was the result of ruptured water tanks that had leaked earth water into the atmosphere, like, from their rockets. But that's not that's interesting. very reasonable for a few reasons. So this vapor cloud covered 100 square miles. And lingered for 14 hours before dissipating. Uh, that's just, that would require a lot of water. Yeah. And the explanation is like improbable just because, considering the tanks that they were referring to only contained between like 60 and 100 pounds of water, that's a lot of water, like vapor. Like, I understand that gas is different than a liquid, but still. But NASA also claimed that the water from the ruptured tanks simultaneously burst, though they were 100 miles apart. So, so unlikely. Unlikely. But Kayla and I just have this one question about this is, why the phony explanation and why did it take 40 years to come forward with this info? 
Hollow Moon. That's why. That's why. And we'll probably talk about the Hollow Moon again on an episode we have planned, like, coming up soon about the moon landing. So we'll come back to this. This one's not done. We aren't done talking about this one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be done for today. Thank you for listening. Today, you guys, for more cold facts, hot takes, check out TommyMedia.com. I'm in McFarland with Kayla Mayer. We'll talk to you next time, you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.